What do you want? My face on the one dollar bill. You must be joking. Do I look like I'm joking? No one only a dollar ninety nine buys you at Ponderosa right now. You'll get nothing like Swatch. What? Hot is dead. Pontiac Fiero. It says one hundred percent guaranteed, you moron. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Identity has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from members only studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember it. Yeah! Welcome back, hey. Pure Energy. Pure Energy. Who is that guy? <laughs> ah, nice to see you. <laughs> uh, yes, love that. Oh, I should have saw that one coming. It's it, good. It's good getting all four of us back together again. It's been a few weeks, so it's great. good stuff. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for prioritizing us over your family. Oh, so I love it's, it. It's nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. Good so stuff. we got me. This is Rob. We got Matt, Kevin, and Mike. Snowball. Snowball. <laughs> yeah. Some people know me as Snowball. Some do. Some do. Some call you Maurice. <laughs> Some call me the space cowboy. This week, as you may have heard in the last couple episodes, we are going through the years 1980 through 1989, but not in order. We're scrambling them up. We're mixing them up. We're feeling crazy. That's crazy. That's wacky. Yes. That is wacky. So this week, we are going to go through the year of 1989, what was going on in pop culture, in the news, uh, and kind of... Maybe talk about some memories thrown in here and there, what we remember of the year. So, without further ado, we're going to do a little thing we like to call... In the News. This is where we pick out news items from the year of 1989. Kind of talk about what we remember and what was newsworthy. And Matt, welcome back. We're going to start with you, pal. Almost coughed, but I'm not. I held yeah. it. In. Not gonna. Good you know, for you. Wow. See that? That's a great restraint. That's good. <coughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> good to be back. That's our boy. There he Welcome is. Welcome back, boy. Um, 1989. There was a, actually there was a lot of news stories, um, but the big one that I remember um, was in Alaska's uh, Prince William Sound. The Exxon Valdez spills 240,000 barrels of oil. That's 11 million gallons of oil running aground, um, which is, that's insane. I mean, when it happened, I remember thinking, like, didn't think that was that big of a deal. I mean, when, when it happened. I mean, I was on the news, everybody talked about it, but it wasn't it wasn't in Grove City. It didn't happen in Ohio. No. Uh, but it, it ended up being, like, a, a thousand miles of coastline, of coastline was damaged, damaged. Uh, some areas 25 years later are still affected by it. 10,000 people were involved in the cleanup. Uh, just millions and millions of dollars of damage. It was just, it, it was gi- it was ginormous. It was huge. I remember seeing videos of people washing off ducks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. They used uh, simple green. 
it's a product they used because it was very safe for the animals. Yeah, I remember seeing ducks covered in oil, and uh, I think even Don didn't like Don dish soap. They do that. They may ducks, have. I think so. Yeah, I read an article about it a little while back, and they're talking about how it happened. Uh, apparently, there was supposed to be a shift change. The guy had been on, I'm not sure, an extensive period, I'll say like 16 hours. When he went to go get the other guy, he was asleep. He didn't want to wake him. Good guy. So, nice so guy. he continued the shift, and basically the crash happened. I don't know nautical terms, but basically he told him to turn left when they were supposed to turn right, mm, wow. and they ran aground. So. Oops. Wow. <laughs> Oops. Oops, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. <laughs> Can you imagine that, like when you when you you know you're driving a car and you just like bump something, maybe you hit something gingerly. <laughs> now, there's that moment of ah oh, sock. Can you imagine driving a tanker oh. and then just hear that? <laughs> and you all of a sudden you're so we have a little bit of cleanup to do. <laughs> yeah, clean up on aisle four. Clean up on yeah. aisle yeah Pacific. Cheesy Pete, mm. that's crazy. Kevin, news story. Um, November 9th, 1989, was when the Berlin Wall came down hmm. after 28 years. Um, so it had been put up. To, you know, back it, then that seemed like a really long time, but right now, 28 years back, that's not very long. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't that long, right? <laughs> it wasn't long ago. You just had to deal with it for a few years. Yeah. Um, so I actually got to visit the Berlin Wall in the 90s when I was in college. And oh, wow. if you're doing the math... I mm-hmm. should not have been in college in the 90s. I should have been finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I started college in 85. And I think I graduated in 99. So that's 14 years. That's a, that's a, that's a good you know, like pace in myself. You're like, you're like Charles DeMar. <laughs> right. That really surprises me. How many degrees do you have? Uh, half of one of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I took the slow. I worked full-time. went to school part-time. And one of the classes, we went over to Germany for a semester. And... Uh, we were in West Berlin, which was kind of like the, the Americanized version, you know, the West western part, and very uh, uh, modern. Mm-hmm. We went on the other side where the wall, there still were parts of the wall standing, and it was like going back into the 60s. It was oh, just, wow. it had no street lights and no, no uh, it just, it was completely behind the times. And on the eastern side, there was really very little... Uh, graffiti on the wall because mm-hmm. if you got close to the wall, you might get shot. So <laughs> that's people kind of had a good deterrent. That is a very good deterrent. <laughs> Maybe we should try that, that on our overpass. That would stop graffiti real quick. <laughs> so on the west side, you know, all graffitied up. So people were starting to graffiti it because it was safe. So I got to write my name on the Berlin Wall on a piece that was still. Standing. So your so, name is on the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. I put Kevin. 97, so... Sweet! Yeah, that was the year I was there, 97. Oh, wow. So I got so, one question for you. Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Hair? Um, I, I, <laughs> I learned a couple German phrases, which probably can't be told on this podcast. <laughs> I learned uh, I learned how to pronounce bra in Germany. Holds them from flopping. Oh, here we go. Here. Boom, boom, that's that's what someone told me. No. I, didn't, I didn't look it up. Someone someone else on the trip told me that. So okay, I don't could know. you share that with us? <laughs> I just shared it with you. It's like, I got me in German. Can you share it with us in German? He just did. He just did. Yeah, did he? I didn't. I missed it. All right, Green Machine. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Uh, so so yeah. So um, the Berlin Wall was that's funny. <laughs> went up. Was up for twenty years. I remember. You know the the famous. Tear down that wall. Tear down that wall. And uh, yeah, they slowly it was getting torn down, and they the, the, the police kind of backed off and, and allowed it to happen, and people started flooding in. So that's very cool. You wrote your name on it. Yeah, that was a that's that's awesome. Pretty iconic thing yeah. to do. Sharpie. It just it was a pen. I know. I wish I'd had something better to write on it. So mm. very cool. How about you, Snowball? Well. September 6, 1989, MTV aired the 6th Annual Video Music Awards. Okay. So, I don't know how this could ever fail or what the expectation was, but Andrew Dice Clay was chosen <laughs> to introduce Cher for a live performance. Mm. But leading up to that, he got to do a few minutes of his stand-up routine, oh, no. which ultimately led him to a lifetime ban from MTV. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. I don't know what they were expecting. Yeah, what did they think they were getting... Uh... <laughs> Gallagher on there. Or wow, yeah, that's great. But yeah, so yeah, he did his good old uh, nursery rhyme routine, and yes. apparently that did not. Jack and Jill went up the hill, both with a buck and a quarter. Jill came down with two fifty. Oh! To <laughs> <laughs> the little boy blue. Oh wow, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, please don't. Yeah. That's gonna good. make me edit. I have a lot. I edit. I edit for hours every week. So. <laughs> What's one more? Exactly. For me, January 23rd, James Brown is sentenced in Georgia to six years in jail in connection with a police chase that went through two states. Hmm. Apparently, James Brown, coked out, drunk, hmm. driving, going crazy, cops wow. chasing him. But he for, felt good. For two states? Yeah. He it drove was, for two states. It was like Georgia and Tennessee, maybe. But, I mean, like, you know, the O.J. Simpson car chase was quite the uh, mm-hmm. the spectacle. I didn't know there was a two-state one he was competing oh, yeah. with. That's James the, Brown. So James what? Brown. Wow. Like, what beer, O.J.? Which two states? I think it was Georgia and Tennessee. Georgia and Tennessee. <laughs> he just said that. You just got a green machine. <laughs> you got a green machine. You just got a green machine. Well, because, see, O.J. was in California. Much bigger. Maybe he was in northern Georgia already. Maybe he was sure. right on the border. There. Could yeah. have been. He just... just Right over. Just tow over. What was he driving? Went to Bronco. A car. A car. A car. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He's kind of old. Maybe a horse and buggy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Other noteworthy things. You know, the 49ers won the Super Bowl January 2nd, defeating the Bengals 20-16. to That's that's pretty newsworthy. I bet you like that, don't you? Yeah. Pete Rose was banned from baseball for life in 1989. Yeah, that was tough. You recall the the earthquake during the World Series. Yes. Yeah. The Oakland and San Fran, which they're just across the bay from each other. Yeah. They're playing each other. It's it's like the Bay Series. And right before Game 3, I mean, they're doing pregame, and it hits. Right on the broadcast. Joe Morgan, one of my favorite Reds, was playing for the Giants at the time. And he just had... This mm. panic of what in the world's going on. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yes, it was. So we're all familiar with the Tour de France. Yes. <laughs> Do any of you remember what the American knockoff was that started in 1989? The American knockoff? Yeah, it was kind of a knockoff of the Tour de France. No. Tour de Trump. <laughs> really? Yes. Did Donald Tr- Trump sponsored his own race? 
Yes. Yeah, he was asked. <laughs> That's yep, great. To uh, sponsor the race, I guess. Tour de Trump. There's tour de Trump. Out was it the somewhere. greatest tour of all time? It yes. It was huge. amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> did it make tours great again? Oh, it did. Huge, huge race. <laughs> I think it only lasted like three years, but yes, there was a tour de Trump. So That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. I bet somewhere in the, in the dark corners of the internet you can probably find video. Oh yeah. Of, uh, well, there's t-shirts. Got kicking t-shirts. off the event. Probably, yeah. Probably there's sure. got to be t-shirts. If not, let's make them. You so, know, um, it was actually the I- segment of the population would buy them up. The idea of John Tesh from Entertainment Tonight. It was his idea coming back from watching the uh, Tour de France, and uh, he was like, you know, we could do that here. And he he had Billy Packer, who's a uh, sports sportscaster, yeah. go pitch it to Trump, and Trump's like, that's a terrible. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. I do not remember that at all. Yeah. Huh. yeah, it didn't come through Ohio. Basically, it was in New Jersey and New York. So, all right, that's it for in the news. We will be back right after these advertisements, and we will talk about some popular trends and fashion and TV and everything else from 1989. Hang tight. So you're there listening to Living in the 80s and you think to yourself that you might want to have your own podcast. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, the Living in the 80s podcast has taken off. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Before we continue with the second half of the podcast, we had a bit of a technical issue in editing. Somehow, somebody, maybe me, accidentally deleted a file that was about a third of the podcast. So, you're going to get an abbreviated version of the rest of the podcast. We're going to continue with the last segment, which is all about the music. And hopefully you'll forgive us if you come back whenever we do the year of 1988. A lot of the fashions and trends and so forth will be very similar to 1989. So again, my apologies and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are and the home stretch of our conversation about 1989. So we're going to talk now, our favorite topic to cover here, as we say all the time, is the music of 1989. Now personally, 1989 was not the strongest year for music for me. I don't know about you guys, but it was uh, a little lackluster to me. A lot of dance. Yeah, a lot of dance stuff. I think being more of a a rock and roll fan. Um, I, I like a lot of alternative too. Uh, it just wasn't quite as much out there. There was some good stuff. You have to look for it. But uh, Kevin, let's start with you. 
so I definitely agree with you. This was of the '80s. This was my least favorite year for music. I do remember listening to a lot of Paula Abdul because I bought Diana's cassette. <laughs> um, so I heard a lot of her hits, um, which you know you take to go with the bad. At least go. I was with a girl. There it is. <laughs> so there it is. Right. I was willing to listen to anything. But if I had to pick one song that I really liked in 89, it was off my favorite album, which actually came out in 87, Appetite for Destruction, and the song's Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. Fan right there. Took my song. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. How about you, Maddie? Uh, for my favorite song would be um, Angel Angel Eyes by Jeff Healy. I love that. I had the Kasingle of that. The Kasingle? Yes. Back in, for those of you kids that are listening, cassette tapes would have a whole album on it, 10 songs, but a cassette single, or Kasingle as they were sometimes referred to, would just be like one song, or two songs. Yeah, two. It's kind of almost like a 45. Yes. Modern. Not a shorter. An 80s But I, I did have that, and I probably still do. You probably still I do. I probably still do. Great song. Just, I yeah. mean, just a, a beautiful love song there. It's good yeah. stuff. Now, you've seen Roadhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Healy was in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big year for a Jeff Healy. Yeah. yeah. So. 1989. Yes. Yep. Same year. Good stuff. Like that. Which we didn't mention that in the movies. We, yeah. Roadhouse. That is an all-time was, classic. Yeah. yeah for sure. We yeah. have good callback. You know, they're making a remake of that. With... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Is yeah. playing Patrick Swayze's part. Yep. Is he buffing up for that? Maybe he's been buffing up. Okay. okay. No, he's because he was that. He's kind of scrawny. Yeah. yeah. We still right. got him in the Brokeback Mountain phase. I, oh, I think okay. He's beefed up since. He's beefed up. Everybody shuddered. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on my favorite streaming service and probably watch it there. I don't yeah. can't see myself going to the theater unless I hear some good positive press about it. Yeah. I'll probably right. steer clear, but we'll see. Yep. How about you, Michael? I'm having a hard time deciding between two songs. Oh, no. So, yeah. if you guys can vote, I'm sure they're yes. probably on your list. So, we can go with My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Okay. Okay. And what's the other one I'm going to go vote for? <laughs> yeah. Or we could go Funky Cold Medina by Tone Loke. You know, which one? They're both so good. Man. Wow. My Prerogative, which says, basically, I can do whatever I want to do. Or Funky Cold Medina, which is... I can drink whatever song I want to drink. about date rape. <laughs> well, he's actually drinking in it, and it brings out, you know, it's, he I, doesn't I'm slip. pretty sure he said he gave some to his dog. He, he does give some to his dog. And the dog 
did the wild thing on his leg. Yes, that is true. So I think he's giving it to people. Any songs about bestiality, I'm not voting for. <laughs> okay. Make so it a hard stance. My prerogative it is. It is. All right. well, if I you. have to pick one of those two piece of crap songs, it'll be that. All right, uh, my prerogative by Bobby Brown. There it is. There we go. This was the number two song for the year of 1989. Wow. Ooh, wow, really? Yeah, that just shows it was not further further proving what a bad year 1989 was <laughs> for music. For me, it's going to be uh, one of my favorite new wave 80s bands, "Sowing the Seeds of Love" by Tears for Fears. That song came out very kind of psychedelic Beatles esque mm, sound yeah. to it. The video was really cool. So those guys, uh, they still putting out some decent music today. So Tears for Fears, my vote. Uh, any other songs that like maybe made your just under list? If I had known about this song in the '80s, which somehow I didn't, um, I only found out about this years later. I heard I I heard it on the radio, just kind of really didn't pay attention. But kickstart my heart when I saw it in that Super Bowl oh, commercial. Oh yeah, I'm like that's a good song. So if I had known that back then, I liked that. But but uh, I didn't know about that until much later. So kickstart my heart by Molly Crew. Michael, you got anything? Uh, well, a close one that was just out of the top two would be um, Wild Thing by Tone Look. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically <laughs> the same as Funky Comedy. It's like one big song. Yeah. He, he had a theme back then, didn't he? He did. Wow. Can you see see Snowball walking into a room with his fake glasses on, with his pink and black outfit, strutting to Funky Cold Medina? Funky Cold Medina. Unfortunately, I can see that. Yes. (laughs) And for those of you who are not aware, Labor Day weekend in Obetz, Ohio, Tone Loke will be performing at the Obetz Zucchini Festival. What? Wow. Wow. I don't think think I'm going. Come on, it's free. I think free mm-hmm. free concert. I've never been to the Obetsukini Festival. Yeah, it's only free. Oh, I, I, we go over here. It's great. It's a good event. But Rick Springfield was there. Uh, Axel Rose. Speaking was there. of which, Rick Springfield's doing a tour this summer. Have you heard about this? I almost texted you and asked you about. We got to do it. It's Rick Springfield, the Hooters, Paul Young, and there's somebody else that's going to be on that tour. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember who else we because he played all the different yeah bands and I told my wife I said the Hooters I said I saw them in concert they opened for Brian Adams they did a fantastic job um, my only concern was is it John Waite yes John yeah, Waite yeah. okay so imagine Rick Springfield Jack Wagner tour mm. with Michael Damien opening there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
singing <laughs> soaps or anything. Uh, Rick, yeah, Rick, Rick Springfield would carry it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So that, that's great. I like it. A couple other songs I, I listed here. Love Song by The Cure was out in 1989. Mm-hmm. And a very underrated song, in my opinion, was Second Chance by 38 Special. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. What about Worst Song well, there's of 1989? A, there's a lot of them. You named three of them just now. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. If if those were really good. Wait till the bad ones. Wait, All right, Mike. Your bad? His bad, bad ones are probably good. Yeah, yeah. that's all we're Go of. for it, man. Wind beneath my wings. Bed oh, Midler. Good for oh, you. Oh, that may have been worse than the ones you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, nice pick. <laughs> Kevin has it number one. <laughs> no, no, my worst song. I had a couple, but I'm going to go with Hanging Tough. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This really kind of ushered in the era of. Boy bands. I mean, there have been boy bands, but right. and it, then in the '90s, it just oh, went that all wild. kicked it off. And I remember us just being driven crazy in '89 with mm-hmm. all the girls running around talking about new kids in the block. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh, no good music. I remember like the girls at Grace were always like wearing new kids in the block shirts, like like Kristen, Jody, and all of them. You know, she was she was wearing one. Oh yeah, you know what? She might have been one of them. was wearing might have been on the block. Oh, for many years, I'm sure. Okay. We'll have to ask her about that. You have to ask her her favorite. Oh, boy. She liked the bad boy. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, my, my worst song was probably be uh, Millie Vanilli. Um, I guess the group, everything they did was probably bad. But the funny thing is they were... It was good. It just wasn't them. I agree with you, Mike. I, the song's good. Just because they were lip syncing, it was still a good song. Yeah, in my opinion, if you hated the song, no. I just, well, well, I, I, I just, I, I think they were the train wreck to me of of A nine because in A nine they were voted uh, best R and B vocal duo <laughs> in eighty nine, and then before the year was out, before New Year's <laughs> Eve, they get caught on the whole lip, lip syncing scandal. I mean, it's just, I, to me, it, they, they just. Everything just fell in. You've never seen like a, a faller, a, a faster fall from grace yeah. than, than them. Yeah, I, I'm sure they've released it, but I've never, at least, recall seeing a photo of the guys who actually sang the song. I did. I saw an actual video. Are they video. hideous? No, no. They were just. They were kind of like it was kind of like a middle-aged man. But he actually just died a couple years back. But yeah, it showed him singing it in the studio, and it's like I. I but. Everyone was so hung up on looks at that time right. that they thought it's all about it was, image. Yeah, they thought it was Thank better. Thank you, MTV. Yeah, I know. So we saw the good, you know, where it made careers for Duran Duran, things like that, and the bad, where it like ruined Christopher Cross's career, and mm-hmm. it, you know they went too far with the whole Millie Vanilli. So we saw the whole gamut in the eighties. But then you had people like Dire Straits who got real creative with their <laughs> videos. And it didn't if, matter. If, if Christopher Cross maybe would have uh, got a little it. more creative. For sure. Not see his balding, overweight, middle-aged self on there. Yeah. Might have, might have extended his career a bit. A little bit so longer. is there a certain Millie Vanilli song that you would say is worse than the others? Uh, which, the, one they, the, the one they got busted on. Was it Girl You Know It's True? Well, they got yeah. Girl You Know It's True, Baby, Don't Blame Forget My Rain. Number. Blame, Blame on, on the, the Rain was a good one. I mean, I, yeah. that was like the first, I think the first one. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I... I I, I think if of the three, I like that one, Blame It on Rain. But I think the the girl, girl, you know it's true. That line is, I think that's where it you got start stuck. repeating. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> I mean, it was like the beginning of remix, which was kind of cool. Yes, it was a whole new club sound. Yeah, but I don't know. 
How about you? Did you mention one yet? Not yet. Let's hear it. So I, I originally had to blame it on the rain. This okay. is my worst. Uh-huh. But but after, as you were talking, I I remember because I went back to 1989 as we're kind of looking here, and there is a song worse than any of the ones you've mentioned, um, except for maybe "Wind Beneath My Wings." That would be "After All" by Cher and Peter Cetera. Mm. That is a hot flaming turd. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that would take my vote as was that on a soundtrack. I'm trying to remember how I, that would have come I together. I don't believe it was a soundtrack. I mean, like Peter Cetera, always liked him. With Chicago, his solo mm-hmm. work's usually pretty mm-hmm. good. He did that song with Amy Grant that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But this thing with Cher? Yeah. Oh, it's like she's struggling to try to get into his vocal range or something, and she can't. <laughs> he he was struggling to get into hers. He couldn't yeah. get his voice that <laughs> She had such a mannish voice, and he had that kind of falsetto thing going on. So that, that was that was pretty rough. Yeah, good call out. Pretty rough. All right, our last topic go around here is going to be Hidden Gem. So this is a song in 1989 that you're pretty sure most people don't know about, haven't heard, and uh, you wanted to share with the world here. Just... Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to go with one of your favorite bands that were kind of, uh, you've kind of mentioned them before, it's kind of like a, a hidden group or a group that should have been bigger than they actually were, The Outfield with Voices of Babylon. song good album yeah yeah love it love it love it mike all right um i'm sure this group knows the song but depeche mode personal jesus Mm. okay Mm -hmm. that's got a good rhythm to it good song song. about you matt um I, i go with a different direction for the gym the maybe the unsung Songs of the year, uh, and I, I went with because I was in Bible college back then. I was surrounded with Christian music. I thought I would pick a Christian song. Striper, Striper. I I love Striper. We all oh. we are, that's been well documented. Uh, but for for 1989, I would say um, the Gaithers, not Gaithers. <laughs> Man, I got uh, and I have a the Happy Goodmans, not Happy Goodmans, no. Uh, I'm going to go, oh crap, I'm going to go with uh, David and Giants, Here's My Heart. Here's my heart, here's my soul, here's something only you can hold. You're the one who was true when my life seemed the worst through. Here is a peace that you my heart 
That, that came out in 1989. David and the Good Giants. One. David and the Giants. David and the Giants. Here's, here's okay. my heart. It was a small little Christian ba- uh, uh, band, and they, they made an, uh, a song, Here's My Heart, and it's... I, you know, here's my heart, here's my soul, give you full control. Nice little good Jesus message. But this song actually made it onto our, our local WNCI radio. Program. Really? Did it really? It was, it, on, it was, it was in like circulation. on the countdown for a few weeks. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was they a local s- band? Is that how they got the in here? Or mm-hmm. just, nope. just no, like some program director or something. Yeah, got somebody hold of sent it. the tape to the radio station and they Matt listened Moore. to it. <laughs> And they liked it, and it played, and it, it was like one of the most requested songs for several weeks. It got into their their rotation. So to have a Christian, I mean, it, it wasn't like a, a positive song with a good message. It, it was a Christian song. I mean, it was hmm. just flat out Christian song, and it was in 1989 making the the you know Columbus rotation. That was that's really cool, pretty wild. So that's very cool. Hidden gem. Nice, nice, nice. I will say. There's a band that really got more recognized post-80s than they did during the 80s. Uh, that would be The Replacements, and the song is I'll Be You. So I, I had heard of them back then, but didn't really know who they were, pay much attention. Later on, I got into them a little bit. Very good band. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Hidden Gem. Yeah. It's a hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Uh, are there any other songs like that you guys wanted to bring up, or are we good? No, I think I'm good. All right. good. It's been nice covering uh, 89. It's been, it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun. And this is close to the 90s, and that's where we kind of cut off our allegiance. Yeah. So like... you could feel you could feel it kind of just like, this is the end of the good stuff. Yes. This is the end of the good stuff. Yes. And to me, 1989 went out with a bang when it became 1990. I remember I was at Art and Cynthia's house. When 1989 rolled into 1990, uh, our kids are little, so we're doing you know New Year's Eve at home, and uh, this crazy video came on that I had never seen before, and thought, what in the world is this, and why do I like it? So our outro song this week is going to be "The Groove Is in the Heart" by Delight. Oh, good one. So guys, thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to kind of take a little break from our year-by-year thing, and we are going to put together, and this is going to be a ton of fun, our own 80s summertime mixtape. Memorial Day's coming, kind of ushering in the summer. So you don't want to miss that episode, our own Living in the 80s summertime mixtape. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Gentlemen, thanks for thanks for coming tonight. It's been fun. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having we'll us. see you in a couple weeks, and we'll do this again. Sounds All right. great. All right. Take care. God bless. Watch out.
can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. <laughs> when the uh, British ruled the Punjab, ten bucks all the way. <laughs> they drank uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice-cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in a more uh, comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice-cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clavin, <laughs> what else are you going to do with it? 